It was over a meal of bubble and squeak that everything got started. How precisely could a dish consisting of potatoes and cabbage be the catalyst for a horrific night that would have an indelible impact on the lives of two families? We would like to take this opportunity to welcome you back to our channel. And today we will be discussing the tragic case of Penelope and David Jackson and how the complications in their relationship resulted in a violent death during their marriage. I just wanted to give you a heads up that I will be posting weird cases, both solved and unresolved, here every day. Consider becoming a subscriber to our channel if you believe that this is the sort of content that would interest you. Because of the nature of this investigation, it is essential that you be able to examine a narrative from a variety of angles. However, what it was that finally drove Penelope over the edge is unknown. Or was it only a pretext all along? Please take a deep breath and walk with me through the dark. This is the situation that Penelope and David Jackson found themselves in. Somerset is known as the home of cheddar cheese, beautiful golden sunsets, and of course, a traditional British beverage known as cider. Somerset which can be found in the southwestern region of England, is and has always been a well-known tourist destination in the United Kingdom. The concentration of Somerset cities and villages in close proximity to the county's beaches and national reserves makes it an ideal location for getting away from the frenetic pace of modern life. When it comes to the cities of England, my particular favorite is Bristol, which is only a short drive away from this location. Bristol is known for its bohemian culture. A little fishing community by the name of Barrow can be found in the most northern part of the county of Somerset. There are fewer than 1,600 people living in the borough, and they could all fit inside of two Airbus A380 aircraft simultaneously. Because it is located in such a distant region, the expression not much is frequently used to characterize what is going on in Barrow, and this is appropriate given that it is a hamlet that is ideal for people in their senior years. Concentrated on unwinding in the golden sunshine with their golden cider, which, of course, was ideal for David Jackson and Penelope Jackson in their retired life together. Penelope and David had been married for just over 24 years by the year 2021, making their total number of years together just over 24. And taking all of this into consideration, it is plain to see that they shared quite a few characteristics with one another. Penelope was 66 years old, and David was 78 years old. Together, they had a lot of fun traveling the world on cruise ships and tending to their garden while they were at home. And despite the fact that their partnership gave off the appearance of contentment to those looking in, that wasn't always the case. We won't be too long before we return to this topic. Penelope finally tied the knot with David in 1996, but prior to that she had been married to three other men. Due to the nature of her employment in the Royal Air Force, she was exposed to a large number of people she did not previously know. 1973 was the year that she tied the knot with her first husband, and the couple would go on to have two kids together. 
She was 18 years old at the time of the wedding. However, Penelope's love with this man was not destined to last till the end of time. Penelope stated that her partner had became aggressive a few years after the birth of her second child. As a result, she and her partner came to the conclusion that it was in the best interest of their children for them to end their relationship. After these violent altercations, Penelope and the children left the house relatively quickly, and Penelope did not waste any time in finding another guy, this time in Raph's service man. Soon falling in love with one another, they decided to wed quite soon. Although their second marriage would not last nearly as long as their first, her new husband quickly realized that he didn't want to be with a woman but rather with other men, and as a result, the two of them decided to end their relationship and go their separate ways. Penelope's first two marriages were difficult, although this was in no way her fault. In the first marriage, she just escaped being a victim of domestic abuse, and in the second marriage, she did not have the appropriate resources. Penelope, though, would have a quite different impression after hearing of her third marriage. She would eventually come into contact with another man who went by the name Alan Warrener. Both of them were employed at a Royal Air Force facility in South Wales, which is where they first became acquainted with one another. However, Alan had already tied the knot. In addition, he and his wife raised three kids together. This did not present a challenge for him at all. They began their relationship in private. These two would continue this routine for a number of years until, sadly, Alan's wife passed away as a result of cancer treatment. She was just 36 years old when she passed away, and regrettably, she had discovered Alan's affair before to her passing away from her illness. The passing of Mrs. Warrender was a tragic event, and the long list of regrettable aspects surrounding her passing far outweighed the minuscule number of uplifting aspects. Penelope was, however, one of those extremely few bright spots. After the passing of his wife, Alan virtually disowned his own children and boarded them at a private school or moved them in with other members of the family. And he did all of this in order to be able to finally give his full attention to the new love of his life. Isabel was the couple's own daughter, who was born as a result of the new connection with Penelope. Isabel was given the name Isabella. The family units would experience happiness for a brief period of time. Penelope may have come from a less-than-ideal background but she eventually found happiness with a kind husband and a gorgeous child of her own. On the other hand, all of this would end up changing. Alan was a member of the Royal Air Force, therefore he was had to spend extended periods of time away from home, very frequently in isolated regions of the world. Penelope too experienced boredom while she was stationed in Saudi Arabia. During this time when Penelope felt most isolated, she was introduced to a new person. And now we are going to meet David Jackson, who is the other half of the narrative that will be told today. Occupying the position of lieutenant colonel in the British Armed Services. He was a man who had a lot of self-control. 
Penelope, who was working in the administration of the apartment complex at the same time, was the one who introduced him to her while he was on ship. She had worked in administration for the Royal Air Force in the past, but because the armed services offered a higher salary, she decided to join them. Even if Penelope and David were both married and had children of their own, the fact remained that the two of them were unable to control their impulses. The two individuals frequently found reasons to see each other when they were on the job, which ultimately led to the development of a romantic relationship between them. A relationship that could not be concealed for a significant amount of time. Alan was assigned to work in the Middle East in the year 1993, and upon his return to the United States, he found out that his wife had been having an affair with another man while he was away. Alan's mental health would take a severe hit as a result of hearing the news. In point of fact, the situation was so dire that just a few days after he found out about it, he made the decision to end his own life by committing suicide by carbon monoxide poisoning. Penelope would appear empty and almost unconcerned with the situation when she attended Alan's burial. She's shown almost little empathy toward her late husband or anyone else in her life, including those who were close to her. And in terms of her demeanor, Alan's brother would describe her. As a result, I did not fall for Penny's tricks. I get the sense that Penny views husbands as expendable items, and if I had to characterize her personality in one word, I would say that she is a narcissist. I get the idea that Penny views husbands as expendable items. It's interesting to find out that Penelope wasn't the only one who had problems after getting married. Gavin was the name of David's son from his first marriage, which had resulted in the birth of two daughters and a son for David. David had previously been married twice. It came as no surprise that David moved on from his first wife to a second marriage through unfaithful means, cheating on his first wife with his second, Sheila Taylor. He married Sheila Taylor after he was already married to his first wife. This pattern, which seemed to perfectly resonate with Penelope's behavior, would continue and reflect when David cheated on his second marriage to be with Penelope because it was inevitable that this pattern would continue. Penelope's insistence that David answer her call at home is how Sheila found out about David's affair. Penelope called Sheila's home phone line. It would appear that difficulties existed in David and Penelope's relationship almost from the beginning of their time together. Sheila was repeatedly reassured by David that their relationship with Penelope was officially over. In spite of this new information, Sheila has made the decision to end her marriage to David and take their children with her. Given his recent assertions, it came as a surprise that the divorce would eventually culminate in the marriage of David Jackson and Penelope Jackson, who wed in the year 1996. This came about as a direct result of his statements. And David would look after Isabel, Penelope's kid, as if she were his own, raising her in the same manner as if she were his own child. 
and this tumultuous history serves as the foundation for the pair that is together now. And despite the fact that their partnership had some flaws, it appeared as though the two were content to spend the most of their time together. As a result of their service in the war, they would first relocate to France, then to Germany, and then arrive back in England. The relocation of the family was not a problem for them because, in their minds, home was wherever they were together. There was nothing frightening between David and Penelope, at least not in the beginning, despite the fact that Penelope might be a little unsettling at times and David would frequently complain to her about insignificant things. To begin with, I say that because all of that would alter in the year 1998, when David became aware of some information that was pretty disheartening. David will hear the unpleasant truth that his son Gavin had strayed on his pregnant wife with another woman. And as a direct result of this error, Gavin had made the tragic decision to end his own life. Gavin had written one more note to David before he passed away. In it, he told David that he didn't want to be like his father and that, in his own shame and through failure, he felt that he didn't deserve to live any longer. Gavin's note was his last before he passed away. David would be significantly impacted by this blow. Not only had he lost his own son, but he also felt somewhat responsible for it. And as a result, his actions and behaviors with Penelope would be eternally altered as a result of this tragedy. As a result of his own loss, David's behavior toward Penelope deteriorated, becoming increasingly erratic and even aggressive at times. One of his worst moments was when he pinned Penelope against the wall with such force that it caused profuse bleeding from her nose. There were also instances of emotionally abusive behavior. David once humiliated Penelope in front of her face by destroying the Mother's Day gift that Penelope's daughter had presented to her for the holiday. And in the most startling occasion, David had even held a knife to Penelope's throat during a family meal in Germany, and it took three members of the family to get him away from her. This was the incident that shocked everyone the most. Abuse of any kind should never be tolerated under any circumstances. But David did just lose his son. Everyone who was around the couple knew this, and they speculated that perhaps he was just dealing with his grief in his own unique way when he acted violently. Despite this, the couple chose to remain in a committed relationship. The violent outbursts between them would finally come to an end but their constant sniping at one another and squabbling would continue. Astonishingly, the couple's marriage would continue to endure the test of time for not one, but 23 additional years, even after they had both reached the age of retirement and into the year 2021. According to reports from friends and family, the couple appeared to be making the most of their retirement years together by frequently embarking on cruises and maintaining consistent communication with members of their families. But, much like the other situations above, that would significantly alter in the winter of 2021, 
When things got a touch out of hand between the two of them all over a supper of bubble and squeaky. In this case, the dinner was served by a restaurant called Bubble and Squeaky. February 13, 2021 to be exact. It was a dark and dismal night in the middle of England's winter, which is the season during which there is no possibility of seeing the sun shining brightly. At least in this area of the world, Penelope was celebrating her birthday on this particular day. At this point in time, the COVID pandemic had reached epidemic proportions, and the entire nation, including the Jackson family, was placed under quarantine. Despite this, Isabel and Tom Potterton, Isabel's partner, had saved up some money in order to throw some sort of party in honor of Penelope's birthday. It was decided that the family would enjoy a lavish meal consisting of lobster, crab, and steak through the use of Zoom, which is a virtual meeting room with video assistance. Penelope and David were using Zoom on their iPad, which didn't have a full charge, and this led to the first fight of the evening. However, difficulties would manifest themselves very early on this night. Penelope would appear subdued despite the fact that they had been successful in getting Zoom to work on the gadget and it appeared as though they were crying. Before moving on with the preparations, the family took a moment to welcome one another. After having a starter of seafood, they were scheduled to have a main course of Price's steak. As was to be anticipated, they were ready to enjoy their meal together in a distant location. Penelope went back to the kitchen to obtain some food for herself and David. The evening continued with a fair amount of tranquility. However, all of that changed when Penelope brought out a side dish of bubble and squeak. The traditional British dish known as bubble and squeak is prepared by first combining potatoes and cabbage, then pan-frying the mixture to achieve a crispy coating. In addition, some people in the UK consider it to be a meal reserved for people of low social standing an assessment that David appears to share. If you can believe it, and in the most British way conceivable, this was the genuine spark that ignited the events of the evening. At this point, David remarked to Penelope that she was spoiling this expensive lunch by selecting a side dish such as bubble and squeak to accompany her main course. And because of this comment, a full-blown disagreement ensued, which ultimately resulted in the Zoom call being terminated. Penelope had never before attempted to conceal her disagreements with David from Isabel, and as a result, the call was cut short. That settled the matter. Penelope ran away to the bedroom, taking a knife with her from the kitchen. She supposedly meant to sleep with the knife under her pillow all night in order to protect herself from David so she took the weapon with her when she left the kitchen. She was afraid that the dispute might cause David to turn violent once more. As the day progressed into the evening and eventually the night, David made the decision to go to bed and get some rest. He then proceeded to his bedroom, where he became aware that Penelope was hiding something beneath her pillow and exhibiting highly suspicious behavior. He then headed to his bed. Penelope and David are the ones in question here. All hell broke loose. 
roughly 9, 7 o'clock in the evening. On February 13, 2021, the police received a phone call that was considered to be pretty unsettling. Also, are you now with him? So, I guess I'll simply have to go back and stab him again. Are you okay? Do not stab him again. Okay, so just listen to my voice, okay? Stay right here with me on the line. I am Compassman. Okay, are you still with the patient at this time? So, here I am, perhaps in the lounge area of the hotel. Are you okay? So you're right there with me, just down the line. Look, you are not getting paid nearly enough to deal with this situation. Okay, well, in the end, madam, I am listening to your voice. And since you are the assistant that I have available, we need to assist him. All right. No, I'm not. Okay, madam, let me get this straight. How many times have you stabbed him? It just happened the once. After that one time, he told you that he wouldn't ask you to do it again. So, in total, how many times has this occurred? It happened thrice. It happened thrice. Okay. And then again throughout the period of abstinence. During the course of this phone contact, which lasted for a total of 18 minutes, the operator was busy trying to hold Penelope's attention while the police rushed to the location. And at 9.25 p.m., the residents of Jackson was visited by the police. They were able to keep their composure as they knocked on their front door before Penelope came home wearing her pajamas. Would you like to take a quick walk outside? For me a minute. Can you come outside? Yes, thank you. Okay. If you listen to my colleague who is currently under arrest with fish and said murder, you do not need to say anything that might potentially hurt me at this moment in time. Defense. You do not mention one question. Whatever you're going to be lining the court later. Anything that you say can be used as evidence against you. I'll acknowledge it, so please be patient with me for the next two seconds, okay? Simply go and collect them. I'd like to go inside. No, he's working in the kitchen right now. Could someone just watch over Devin for a moment while I walk inside? There is nothing unsavory, and I can assure you that I am not my code is in the hopefully, by the time you get there, it will be too late. Okay. Got it. My name is Penny, but I take it you're Penelope Jackson and you reside in this area. Yes. May I have access to my coat? Quickly install the power outlets. We require CPR at this time. No, I beg you, don't do it. The man was stabbed. Something else. Yeah. Join me if you dare. David was discovered by emergency personnel laying face down in a pool of his own blood on the kitchen floor while wearing nothing but his underwear. They started chest compressions and other life-saving measures right away, but unfortunately, their efforts were ultimately fruitless. The tragic news was that David had passed away. 
Penelope did not make any effort to disguise or conceal the acts that she was taking. In point of fact, she made it very plain that she murdered her husband, going so far as to hope that the police would believe that he had passed away. Yes, I did stab him in the back. Penelope had no regret for the things that she had done. Considering that he works in the media, her words were made with brazen confidence, yet it appeared that she was truly more concerned with putting on her coat and keeping warm. I've had enough of his nasty and violent behavior since he's a bully. What about when he told you that you wouldn't do it? I've done it twice now. More coats, in what hues would you like? Put your coat in the wardrobe in the foyer. Okay. It's possible that it will take some time, but I will do my best to get there. Clearly, there is a lot going on. Do me a favor and put an end to this discussion right away, okay? No, I have absolutely no intention of going back on anything I've already said or done, all right? I am well aware of the situation, is that clear? And I am aware of the reasons for my actions. If I find out that I haven't completed it correctly, it makes me quite angry. Penelope's arrest was escalated from attempted murder to murder just as she arrived at the local police station where she was arrested. And to make matters even worse, she appeared to take great pleasure in the news that her spouse had passed away. Okay, Penny, you're under additional arrest for the murder you committed. You have been warned. Thus the only justifications for your arrest are to ensure a proper and fruitful inquiry and to prevent any additional damage. I'm sorry, but that one is a little bit snug. They are going to be relocated by us. After the doctors have checked your temperature, we will move you in. Please do not leave the room at this time. And keep in mind, dreads, just wait it out there. The present moment. Are you okay? Exactly. Come on now. The dread in one's mind. Yeah, I sincerely apologize for being a bother to you. Just a moment while I take your temperature. Absolutely. I think that would be an awesome idea. Put COVID in the forefront of this matter. So, tell me, what exactly transpired prior to David heading off to bed? When David discovered what was hidden under the pillow, he questioned Penelope about her plans for the night. Penelope admitted that she intended to use it to end her own life and that she had told David this in response to his question. Penelope told the police officers that she had had enough of the constant verbal abuse and argumentation that she was subjected to and that she saw this as the only way out of the situation. But David did not take Penelope seriously and told her to just get on with it, then in response to her statement. As soon as she finished speaking, Penelope snatched the knife from the table and fled to the unused room in the home. After she entered the room, David and Penelope continued their argument, and, according to Penelope, David started trying to provoke her into stabbing him. David followed Penelope into the room. Simply put, he did not have faith that she has the bravery or daring to carry out her plan. 
He insulted her intelligence and advised her to get some rest by telling her she was pitiful. After hearing these comments, Penelope's face turned bright red. She cut David deeply across the chest with one swift swipe, causing a wound that immediately started to flow. This was the result of the attack. David's injuries at this stage were not life-threatening, but the pain he was in caused him to slump to the ground. As he clutched his chest, he witnessed Penelope exit the room while carrying the knife. Her plan was to leave her husband in the other room while she started writing her confession. In the note of confession it was written, To whom it may concern, I have taken so much abuse over the years. Take a peek at my logs, will you? But he was a good daddy. Nevertheless, tonight the mask was revealed. This is inexcusable and always has been. I consent to serving my sentence. May he rot in hell for his sins. A message that read self-defense was scrawled in the bottom right-hand corner of the note. David had managed to sneak into the lounge in order to reach the phone while Penelope was working on this letter. After that, he entered the kitchen, dialed the number for emergency services, and then turned to Penelope and said, Try to imagine how it would feel if the police were called on you. During the first few minutes of this phone call, David can be overheard assuring Penelope that she will never attempt to stab him again, and that the previous time she did so was merely an accident. And a few moments later, you can hear David shrieking in agony as Penelope stabs him for a second time, and then a few moments after that, she stabs him for a third time. After the phone was knocked over, Penelope picked it up off the ground and immediately began a conversation with the operator. And from this point on, you already know the rest. Even though Penelope was just arrested on suspicion of murder, she had definitely spoken and supplied enough evidence to the police to rule out any uncertainties, and they planned to start interrogating her the very next day. On the other hand, when we saw her this time, she wasn't quite as talkative as she was the night before. Penelope declined to answer any questions and instead presented a written statement in which she claimed that David had a controlling and abusive relationship with her for a significant portion of their time together. She said that she was powerless to change the situation, and she disputed that she was responsible for the murder. Penelope continued to present David as an abuser both physically and emotionally, despite the fact that she admitted she was guilty of manslaughter and that the only reason she reacted the way she did was because she was protecting herself. These allegations infuriated David's family to the very depths of their being, and while they did acknowledge that they frequently witnessed the two of them arguing with one another, they never observed any evidence that suggested anything more serious. At the first trial for Penelope, which took place on October 11, 2021, various members of Penelope's family testified that David was not an abusive man and that, in point of fact, Penelope had always been the one to appear threatening and controlling over her husband. David was acquitted of all charges. They noted how David never appeared to be at ease while she was in the same room with him how she enjoyed making other people feel uncomfortable, 
and how she would always make an effort to discover people's vulnerabilities before poking fun at them. Penelope would likewise be the target of damaging accusations in this scenario. It was while she was testifying in court that David's oldest daughter recalled the day when she sought guidance from both her father and Penelope on her deteriorating marriage. Sheila, David's second wife, testified that David was afraid of his third wife, Penelope, claiming that Penelope had threatened to chop David's piece off if he ever left her. Penelope responded to Sheila by saying that it is much easier if your spouse kills himself, referring to her previous husband who had done the exact same thing. Penelope also mentioned that her previous husband had committed suicide. David sincerely believed that she possessed the ability to carry out the threat that she made. Because of the manner in which Penelope spent the evening of her birthday, it is quite easy to deduce that David is not present to refute the accusations that she has made against him. Therefore, the only way for us to form an opinion of someone's character is through the opinions of our family and friends. Isabel, Penelope and David's daughter, was a major witness in the court processes, and she did admit that she had witnessed some type of abuse from David against Penelope most notably the incident that took place at the dinner table in Germany. She was also a key witness because she was Penelope and David's daughter. Penelope was casting David as a monster, yet even she believed that David was not the evil person that Penelope portrayed him to be. To determine David's level of troublesome behavior consequently proved to be a very challenging task. It was a factor that had such a significant impact on Penelope's final result that it was impossible to demonstrate either that it did or did not play a role. However, in the field of law, there is always an absolute conclusion that must be reached. And on that day, October 27, 2021, the outcome of Penelope's case was at last established. Penelope Jackson was found guilty of murdering her husband, David Jackson, by a jury consisting of eight women and four men after 11 hours of discussion. The jury found that Penelope Jackson had committed the murder. They came to the conclusion that it was improbable that Penelope was reacting in a distressed manner as a result of an attack from her husband since they came to the conclusion that David did not pose a threat to Penelope at the time of the incident and that she was cool and collected during the occurrence. After the initial stab to David's chest, Penelope had the option to cease what she was doing. However, According to what was overheard by the people who were helping David, she continued to attack him although he was in a critical condition. And despite the fact that you never know what goes on behind closed doors, a variety of witnesses came forward in David's defense, and all the while, Penelope's own attitude and actions depicted her as a heartless individual who lacked empathy in a glaring way. Even though she claimed that she still loved David after he passed away, she did not exhibit the slightest sign of regret for his passing. Penelope was given a life sentence with a mandatory minimum of 18 years, which means that in order for her to be considered for parole, she must wait until she reaches the ripe old age of 84.
Since then, Penelope has filed an appeal against the ruling, which essentially puts a halt to the proceedings for today. Penelope is being subjected to persistent pressure from both of her adversaries. One camp maintains that Penelope's behavior was merely a reaction to years of abuse, while the other contends that there was very little of that type of behavior. In either case, the majority of people feel that Penelope's actions during that night were disproportionately severe in comparison to the issue that was being discussed at the time. The third law of Newton states that for every action, there is a reaction that is equal in both magnitude and direction. Therefore, in an ideal world in which the consequences of all actions are the same, I would argue that a game of bubble and squeak should never result in someone's death. I am so grateful that you have made time for me today. If you thought that this investigation was fascinating or if you discovered something new today, then please remember to give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. If you haven't expressed your opinion regarding Penelope and David already, please do so now. Penelope's actions are very evident, while David's aren't quite as straightforward. In your opinion, what actions should Penelope have taken? Please share your thoughts with me in the comments section below. I appreciate that, and I'll see you later.